Coming live from Malmo, Sweden is our guest tonight. Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through the industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have Karin Tyden, mind hacker, multi-award winning coach. Welcome to the show, Karin. Thank you so much, AJ. Nice to be here. And nice to have you on the show, Karin, indeed. And Thank so you. First, firstly, uh, we'll talk about, you know, how to rise above our fears and uh, so that we are able to achieve our goals in the right manner that we have uh, chosen for ourselves. And we'll be turning to that. But first to understand from you, what exactly is a mind hacker? Well, um, it started with I understood after working with myself that in order to change thoughts and emotions and behavior, you have to reach the subconscious mind. You have to go very deep where all, where all the programs are stored. So these programs are running automatic because it saves the brain a lot of energy and it makes us survive. So what a mind hacker do is actually that I, I work with clients often in hypnosis and I help them to enter their subconscious mind and to find where is the blockage? How did it start, the problem? And what can we do to resolve the blockage or at least make it easier for them to move forward? So it's kind of hacking the program and finding a new and a better solution to move forward. Right, right. And whose mind do you uh, hack actually? It's like what, like a computer hacking? Just joking. But whose mind do you hack? You are active in over 25 countries and you are one of Europe's sharpest in your field. And you have helped thousands of people to maximize their potential and you are often seen as the coach's coach. So why do coaches come to you? What do you teach them? Why do you hack their minds and who's, who else's mind do you hack? So I work with uh, a wide range of people. I work with uh, people like you and me, and I work with um, uh, people who just want to change their mind and li live a better life. So it could be uh, sometimes uh, people who are in school, people who work, uh, CEOs, some uh, um you know, trainers, I work with coaches, like you said. And what we forget is that when we are a coach, we are not over the finish line. <laughs> we often still have to work on ourselves as coaches. So often with coaches, they come to me because they have their own shadow side. So they have their own blockages or their own fears that they need to address and often they want to work with someone who can really take them deep and who's really good at what they do and really can understand them from a coaching perspective. So since I work as a coach and a hypnotherapist and they do the same, they feel that I might be understanding how the mind works or how they work. So we just help each other out. Right, right, Karin. So tell me now in terms of uh, fear. Fear mm -hmm. is something that we are born with. Yes. And uh, then uh, we just need to 
tackle it. But then fear as we grow or from childhood, a lot of people are very fearful and not fearful in terms of some danger, but fearful in terms of taking that leap of faith to achieve their goals. Fear yeah. of failure is one of the biggest things, if I understand from my point of view, either in terms of work area, even in terms of relationships. You are not able to speak uh, the right things or speak the truth so that you actually come to the right solutions. Why are some people more fearful than others? What does your uh, understanding say on this? And what are yeah. they fearful of most? What is your experience with all the people you are working and especially when they are thinking of their goals? I think that most fear is to uh, be authentic, to be who you really are. Because they think that it's not okay, there is something wrong with them, they need to be in a certain way to be uh, accepted. So I think that the most common fear is actually uh, being authentic, being themselves. And the other fear is, it's connected to that, but it's, it's, it's a fear of being judged by others to feel that they didn't do a good job or that they are there's something wrong with them or they did a mistake and everybody's going to blame them or laugh at them. And I think that you asked me about why some people are more fearful than others. Often it, uh, it depends on your upbringing, your parents and school. So I noticed that uh, I like the... Uh, I think it was Aristotle that said, give me the man before the age of seven. No, sorry. Give me the child before the age of seven and I will give you the man. So it means that when we are very, very young, we are very moldable. And we watch how our parents is interacting with other people. So if our parents are unsecure, unsecure or if they are uh, fearful of something, we as small kids, we learn that, okay, it's dangerous to speak up or it's dangerous uh, to do something that is authentic or maybe people will judge us. So I think that we are more fearful if we have parents who have been fearful themselves. And if we are more solid and we have more confidence, it's often because our parents had more confidence. Okay. Okay. So why is it that, uh, you know, people should uh, be happily be authentic uh, and, and be their real self? What is the challenge uh, that, that, that happens what what is the challenge in this why is it that uh they want to be somebody else uh one thing is that okay people might judge you that can be a fear but then if you have the right talent and you see i see this particular thing in people who are intelligent who have it in them to achieve something and then there comes a stage when they become fearful of them, uh, whatever fear uh, is in their mind. Why is it so that the mind which was helping them all along to become intelligent, to do intelligent thing, 
and to come towards a point where you take your next step towards the actual goal that you were that you were you had set for and then you suddenly become fearful it is like a soldier becoming very fearful before yeah. going for the final assault yeah so i think that every person is individual so it's very hard to to give you one answer because it's really depending on the person but some points of uh, some perspective can be that you are afraid of getting what you want because maybe you think okay. that you are not worth it okay. or you are afraid of it uh, you're going to lose it that if i finally get to the finish line what if i lose it i can't take it so it's better not having it instead of having it and then losing it it can also be that you had some bad experiences along the way so for instance if you are working and you are doing a good job and then suddenly you work for a boss that is not very nice to you or he fires you or something else happens and your confidence is getting lower and lower and after two three four hits you can actually lose your confidence in yourself and you can become very fearful right right karin uh, i'll come to this point you know how then to regain the uh, confidence and get to the solution but you also coach a lot of coaches now why do coaches uh, need that sort of a coaching from you are they fearful of anything or is it or or maybe their audience or talking to clients or maybe fearful of asking uh, the value they deserve in terms of asking money some people are asking very very fearful of asking the right amount of money they think that they they will not be able to justify it or is it to fine tune their own uh, own minds and give a better under get get better results to their clients what is it that you teach your coaches i actually teach them everything you said so <laughs> some coaches <laughs> some coaches come to me because they just want to fine tune their own mindset and and just continue to grow and other coaches comes with fear like you said uh fearful of taking clients or get paid enough or they don't have the confidence into taking maybe uh tougher clients with deeper problems they are just insecure about their skills and often if you are insecure about your skills is um sometimes combined with that you are also a little bit um low self esteem you don't believe in yourself as well so often we have to work on both sides the self value and also the self confidence right right correct so now let's come to the solutions mm -hmm. you are the master of solutions you give a lot of solutions you give people their confidence back through your uh, mind hacks so you often talk about three easy mind hacks to rewire the their your brain and build everyday confidence can you help us understand what those three uh, easy mind hacks are and people can get their confidence back i'm sure it's going to help a lot of people everywhere yes i hope so so uh everybody has to know that this is just general advice because sometimes it doesn't work for everybody because we are all unique so but one way is that 
it's very good to know that in order to grow, you have to go through discomfort. So you have to learn yourself how to handle discomfort because every time you challenge yourself, it will be not so comfortable doing it. So even if you go in therapy or you go to a coach or you read a book or you go to a motivational speaker, often you will feel a little bit, you know, like um, unease in your stomach or your heart is racing because that's normal. So you have to just realize that in order to grow, there will always be some kind of discomfort. So what I often teach people to do is that they, I, I teach them the buffalo mentality. So in Colorado, I learned that they have both buffaloes and they also have cows. And when the storm is coming from the mountains, the cows start to run. So they run away from the storm because it's uncomfortable. So they run and at one point they are actually running with the storm. Because the storm is kind of catching up to the cows. So they are running beside the storm, trying to outrun the storm, and they never do. And the buffalo is actually doing the totally opposite. So when the storm is coming over the mountain, the buffalo is turning around and facing uh, the storm and runs right through it. Because in that way, the storm is over in, in just a short amount of time and the discomfort is gone. So what I try to, what I often tell people that you can, if you train your body to handle discomfort, you can all, that will kind of move over to your mind so you can also handle discomfort. So I often give them just a small little lesson to take cold showers, really icy cold showers, or maybe an ice bath. And uh, working themselves up to a minute. And if you physiological can stand the cold and also mentally, because it's absolutely a mental challenge to, to stay right. in the cold water, That will absolutely transfer to your life and you will train both your mind and your body to be able to cope with the discomfort and not running away. So that is one mind hack that I actually used myself and I still do it. And it's a really good piece of advice and something that is really easy to start with because it's something very practical. It doesn't cost anything. And you start with um, about five seconds or so. So when I started it, it was a couple of seconds and I just, you know, moved my arm in the cold water, nothing else. And then I put my feet in and then a little bit more and a little bit more. And then finally I could sit with my whole body up to my neck for one minute. And it really helped me to gain some mental strength to endure this discomfort. So that's a good thing okay okay so uh, there are two other yeah. points uh yeah so one other point is that um when people get stuck they don't like that they don't like the feeling of being stuck so okay. i tend to say that 
stuck is just a signal from the body saying that you are not doing the right thing or you are not in the right spot or the right place in your life or you are not doing the right thing. Whatever it is, there is something that's not working for you. So instead of being very frustrated with feeling stuck and that something is wrong, just knowing that the body is sending you a signal, just like when you're hungry, you get a signal from your stomach that it starts to move and says, I want some food. And if you are, if you need sleep, you will get sleepy because the body's telling you, I'm sleepy, I need to go to bed. This is the same thing. So it's just a, it's just a message. So I would encourage everyone to start to listen to these messages that when you feel stuck or when you feel bored or you feel not energized anymore, you feel heavy, something that is not right, I want you to just sit still for a minute or two and just close your eyes And just ask that feeling or that sensation in the body, whatever it is, to ask, what is your message? What do you want me to change? Or what do you want me to do? Or what is wrong? Uh, What do you need me to do? And often you don't get the answer within the first minute. But if you do it every day, one minute, I promise you that after some weeks, you suddenly will get an answer because something will automatically just pop up in your mind telling you that this is why you're stuck. This is why you feel heavy or uh, have no energy or feeling bored. So you will get the answer because I know that everyone has a very deep wisdom within themselves. Everybody has their own answers. But we are often not still so we can hear the answer. We are running around trying to figure it out, living our lives. So if you just sit down, be quiet for one minute every day, and I promise you that within maybe a couple of weeks or a month or so, you will get an answer. And it could be an answer that you already know. that Oh, yeah, I I knew that, but I, I wasn't paying attention to it. Or it could be something that blows you away and say, wow, I never thought about this. Is this why I am stuck or bored or have no energy? So it will give you some clarity that you can use to move forward. Right. Right. So, and, uh, yeah. Right. Carry on. Carry on. Carry and, on. And, and, uh, oh, good. So I was just saying that the third thing is that I want you to just know that there's nothing wrong with you. So people that come to me as clients, they often say that there's something wrong with me. I can't do this. I can't do that. I'm not good at this. I feel bad. And I said, there is nothing wrong with you as a person. The only thing that is wrong is the programming. So if you are extremely hard on yourself, you know, putting yourself down, saying that you are a failure or you're useless or you can't do things. Just say to yourself, there is nothing wrong with me, but my programming sucks. 
my programming is not good. And that's a good thing because that's something you can do something about. So there is nothing flawed about you as a human being. It's just the programming that is not updated and it's, it's not a good one. So tell yourself that instead of saying that you are bad, you are a mistake, you are a failure, say that your program is not good. Your program is shit or whatever you want to say. <laughs> right, right, Karin. So once uh, confidence getting back, you can do with these methods. But how does one know that their life need, needs a reset? Like you, uh, you took some brave decisions in your life. You had you faced a tough life, uh, early life and uh, into a dysfunctional family, if you can say. And yeah. you were highly sensitive. And then at the age of 18, you left that particular place. And that was your first reset. And yeah. then again, those memories, they never leave you, I guess. And those unprocessed experiences. And then again, you had at the age of 35, you had a second reset. Now, how do yeah. people know? And, and, and today you are at such a great place. Any other person who just lose their, lose their sight of their goals, lose confidence in themselves so many with so many uh, it happens and that's a very sad thing too that's why you are the right person to guide uh, in in uh, in these cases that's why you are the master for today and you can tell people how to know when there is a reset required and not just small small measures of confidence building and all that stuff because that's where a lot of lives you can impact that's where a lot of people are looking for some guidance uh, rather than just drifting apart anywhere in this world. Yes, absolutely. So um, the most important thing is to go know that you will know when your life doesn't work. <laughs> and it, it doesn't have to be a lot of crazy things happening. So I have clients who are really deep traumas. And I also have people who are have small fears like flying or uh, talking in front of an audience. But I think that it's important to see that, that uh, you are, you can have a good life. And even if you have deep problems or even if you have small problems, if you can change them, if you can heal and you can move forward, life can be so much more joyful to live. And you can also be a, a leading example for other people that maybe haven't found a solution. You can tell them, that, oh, I read this book or I listened to this podcast or I went to therapy a couple of times to this person and I learned uh, how how my how the mind works and I, I solve my problems and for that you can be a really good example for other people and I like that thought. Right, right, Karin. Now, what about unprocessed experiences, uh, especially and programming? How do you deal? Because our lives are made of experiences, good or bad. Yeah. But also see that people with a lot of good experiences also go the wrong way. And not so great experience still can go the best way. One example mm -hmm. is straight way I can see in you. 
So what is your advice for people to do with their old unprocessed experiences? What are old un- unprocessed experiences and what should people do with them? How should they know this needs to be processed and that rest has can can stay there in whatever form they are there? Or maybe in some yeah. other compartment. How do they do that? So, like I said before, if if they feel that there is a lot of challenges in their life, how they feel, they have a lot of negative feelings or they have a lot of negative thoughts about themselves or uh, they can't move forward in a positive way, there's probably something from earlier back in time that is blocking them. So it uh, there could be a lot of different kind of traumas. There could be big traumas like your mother died or your father was an alcoholic or something like you were abused. But there could also be small traumas that we're not talking about because we don't think that they're impacting us as much as they actually do. So it could be maybe your parents yelling at each other uh, before the divorce and you get scared. Uh, and because of that, you get scared of, of uh, trusting people or intimacy. Um, or it could be that the people that your parents are really busy and sometimes they get annoyed with you and they tell you that you should do this and not that and you feel bad about that. So all these kind of small things, so they don't have to be big things. It can be small things as well. They stuck. You know, they they go on top of each other. So suddenly you have a a, a, a big like load on your back with a lot of things. So then you will notice that suddenly you have these symptoms. You have this problem with maybe being authentic or you don't dare to uh, do something. You don't have the confidence or you're afraid of mistakes or you have anxiety or you are a people pleaser and you don't like that because that makes you your world a, a, a lot um, a lot smaller. So in that case, I would recommend to to go to a therapist that is really good or go to a coach and to go a little bit deeper and see that if you have this symptom, if you have this problem, let's say you're afraid of uh, presenting yourself and your business when you are networking, um, allow yourself to go a little bit deeper and see why I'm afraid of that. So start by using the Buffalo method. Uh, moving forward. And if you can, because you feel like you get really scared and it, it, it blocks your whole system and you can't move forward, then it's a time to go to someone and, and, and dig a little bit deeper and see why am I afraid of this? When did it start? Why, what I'm afraid of will happen if I speak to someone? And then we can find the root cause and start to solve it and find a better strategy that you can use as an adult, because often the strategy that you are using that is not beneficial for you any longer, you started using that when you were a child. So just let me give you a very short example. I was working with a woman and she told me that she had a new business and she went to a lot of network meetings and she wanted to present herself and her business but she didn't dare to approach people that could be become clients of her. So after half a year, she came to me. She says, if I continue with this, I will no longer have a business within a year 
So I need to do something. So I said to her, to her, okay, have you tried to kind of muscle up a little bit, be the buffalo and go and do it? And she said, yeah, tried, but I freeze and I can't do it. So I said to her, well, probably this strategy started um, a long way or long back. We go back and see where it is. So she said, okay. And we went back and, and it was when she was about two, three, four years old. She was very curious as a child and she was always like exploring things. And at one point she remembered that she was just about two years old and in somehow she had climbed up on the chair and up on the kitchen table and she was leaning towards the window and looking at the sun and, and, and the environment. She was very, very, wow, this is so cool. And her mother entered the kitchen. And her mother, of course, said, no, 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 no. Get down from the table. You could fall. You could hurt yourself. And then I asked you, uh, can you remember that that is typical for your mother? And she said, yes, it is. My mother always said to me that, be careful, stay by my side, don't do this. No, 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 not that. So she said uh, that she could notice that when she was about six, seven, eight years old, she stopped being curious. So instead of just moving around, exploring the world now, she was uh, on her mother's side and she was always looking at her mother for approval to explore. So if her mother says, yes, it's okay for you to explore, she would go away and do something. But if her mother said no, she would stay. So when this woman, she was about 35 or 40 years old. So when she entered these network meetings, she had the same strategy she was kind of freezed like a little girl and she was waiting for someone to, to tell her that it's okay for you to be curious and to talk to people and explore the room. So when we in hypnosis gave her and said you, the approval and saying to her that it's okay for you to do this, the blockage was gone and she started to to, you know, walk around the room and talking to people. So sometimes it can be just a little thing that stopped you when you were a kid. And of course we can understand the mother because the mother was afraid that the little girl was going to get hurt. So she just wanted to care for her. But that care stopped her from exploring when she became older. And when she was around 35, 40, it was like a wall in front of her. She couldn't do anything if nobody said to her, you are allowed to move. So when we, we said that in hypnosis, you are allowed, she started to move. So that's just a beautiful story that how you can change a thought or a program that was installed when you were two, three, four years old, but it's still running 40 years later. Wonderful. Right. Yeah. You've explained it well. Now, you know, you have also explained so much in this book of yours called Mind Hacking for Rebels, and yes. Practical Guide to Power and Freedom. Why have you named it? Is it only for rebels or is it also for not, not rebellious <laughs> kind of characters? Yeah, actually, there is a little subtitle in the, uh, on the front page of the book that says Mind Hacking for Rebels or for those who want to be one. <laughs> <laughs> So, of course, we are not all rebels, but uh, I think it's a good thing to be a little bit of a rebel because 
you need to rebel against these old structures, these old programs that is still running you, that is maybe not beneficial for you today. So absolutely, you can read a book and just get some tips and tricks and also a little bit deeper explanation of why you do what you do when it's not feeling very good doing it. So why you block yourself, how the subconscious mind works. So even if you're not a rebel, but if you're a little bit curious about being someone and to move forward in life, you can get some tips and tricks from that book. Right, right. And how does one get hold of this book? Where do they get it? So the easiest way, I think, is to order it on Amazon. And also in, in the U.S., I think it's Barnes & Nobles and uh, bigger bookstores. But Amazon is worldwide, so you can order it there in English. Right. right. Yeah. Correct. And, and in <laughs> terms of, you see, you are the coach's coach. And you also meet individuals. So how do, now it's a global world, so people can certainly connect with you. So And, and obviously, you are already uh, active in over 25 countries. So how... Do people connect with you if they want to for, you know, for coaching or for help or for taking your consultation? Yeah, it's very easy, straightforward. You go to my um, to my website. It's my name, karentiden.com for the international market, .se if you're in Sweden. And you just find my email address there and you can always email me. And ask me a question or to make a booking if you want to. Right, right. That's great. That's great. I see your 3,000 plus individual clients, 5,000 plus participants in workshops and seminars. Who better than talking about these things which you have talked? I'm sure a lot of people will find it not just the talk today, but a lot more into your website, uh, in your book. I'm sure there will be a lot for people to gain from that. With this, it's a wrap on this very special edition of this KJ Masterclass live with Karin Tiden straight away from Sweden. Thank you so much indeed. Thank you, AJ, for having me. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. 